Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Lawless. Just go to Indeed.com slash Lawless right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Lawless. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Sunshine, and welcome to a special edition of the State of the Union podcast. Uh... An interview, a talk, a chat with a with a wonderful man, a wonderful man, and a great coach, Brian Schmetzer, the coach of the Seattle Sounders. Brian, thank you so much for uh, joining us uh, today. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, I was talking to Bob Bradley the, uh, last week, and the interesting thing is, with all the talk of 2020 and the pandemic, one of the few constants or the normal part of that year, the little normal part of the year, was preseason. So, how is preseason in the age of COVID? Uh, relative to previous preseasons, obviously this year when you guys are in uh, preseason right now? Well, the biggest thing was our decision not to travel as much as we would have in years past. And, you know, Alexi, you got to, you got to, you know, the players, they, they, some of them have families and kids and some of them like the concentration and, you know, how you plan your preseason, those bonding moments when you have your team together for the first time and you're, Doing, you're doing silly little things to get them all together on the same page. It's been a challenge, and you know part of the part of the conversation I've had is I say, okay, yeah, maybe we're not going somewhere and playing these games and you know having having training sessions, and then you you put your feet up in your hotel room, and then you go for a second session or weights or whatever. It's not normal for them. But I tell them, I say, but the benefit is you guys can go home and, you know, sleep in your own bed at night. And, you know, you, you can get up with your kids in the morning and stuff like that. So we've tried to balance, you know, what they are doing with a positive home life, because that might have been the one silver lining for a lot of us, uh, you know, with COVID. The, the guys that had kids, the families that had kids, you spent more time with your children. And that, that is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so it's a new year and the best laid plans and all, and every year is different. So what have you been, what have you been focusing, concentrating on uh, with this year? Any new wrinkles that we should expect from the team? Yeah, I mean, obviously everybody knows of Jordan's injury, and that really pushed us into a different formation. Uh, you know, we're still tinkering. We've got two uh, uh, exhibition games left, preseason games left. Uh, but it definitely surrounds two forwards, you know, getting Will Bruin on the field. 
I, I should know this, Lexi, I apologize, but what was Jordan? Like 12 goals and 11 assists or something like that last year, but he was involved in stretching the field for, it, for us. His expected goal creation, I'm sure there's a statistic out there that would just, you know, Jordan's at the top of the charts in what he did for the club. And then you lose that, you lose that uh, production and you know, who's my next best scorer? You know, Will Bruin, let's find out how to get him on the field. We signed Freddie Montero. He's a pretty good goal scorer. Maybe he chips in seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, we're trying to figure out ways how to, you know, recreate Jordan's production. And that kind of led us a little bit away from, you know, our normal four, two, three, one. So, but this is all based on the injury to Jordan. Was this, or was this something in the back of your mind to have uh, as, as a possible alternative? We, we've always tinkered with having a secondary formation, you know, you know, three, five, two or three, four, one, two, whatever you want to call it. I mean, that's for all the soccer experts out there, you know, some version of, you know, three center backs, some wing backs, all of that, or do you play 4-4-2 diamond, which is always something that's pretty similar to 4-2-3-1. You know, you put Nico at the point of the diamond and let him do what he does. You got a true holder, number six, like we had in Gustav. I mean, there's always been, you know, Aussie for that matter. There's been times when we've tinkered with it, but we never really fully committed until Jordan's injury. It's easy to say, and coaches do, and, and the honest ones do, uh, talk about you got to have good players, and we get that. But the consistency that, that Seattle has had, in, in particular under you, can you put your finger on something that you and your staff are doing or have been doing in order to get that type of consistency and how to maintain it? Because we're in a whole nother year, and uh, you know, it's what have you done yeah. for me lately? Uh, isn't that, ain't that the truth? Um, we live in a world where there's pressure. There's pressure to win. We just have to accept that and you know there is you know in our book we hate to lose you know that that's the way we look at things I mean the euphoria of winning and all that championships yes but bottom line is we hate losing or I hate losing and where I would go with that is you know Gonzo's very good Jimmy they're doing their UEFA courses your UEFA pro license courses gives us fresh ideas coming in you know Precky's an old guy like me you know he's got some you know good experiences as a head coach and you know he he's a little you know anti me in the sense that I'm a little calmer cooler he's fiery and he gets the guys going and I think the diversity of the staff when you add Tommy Dutra in the mix, who is my sounder conscience. He sits on my right shoulder all the time. You know, he's the one that bleeds sounder blue all the time, as always for the club. What are you, what are you doing for the club? It's not what the club is doing for you. It's actually, no, this, is a, this club is special, and you're actually trying to do whatever you can to help the club be successful. So I'm truly blessed with a tremendously diverse staff that's very good at what they do. And Lexi, we couldn't have changed formations and had success if we didn't have that group of, you know, professionals. And my job is to get the players to buy in. I mean, I, I'm the one that has to say to Nico, okay, it's a little different here, looks a little different, feels a little different, but this is going to be good. And, you know, the center backs, you as a center back, you understand it's a little different playing with three than two. You know, so nuance is there that we got to make the players believe. 
All right, let's talk a little more big picture because I'm always interested to, to, to pick your brain about uh, different things. Uh, first off, uh, let's go back because you've had so much success. And, and I'm interested, can you pinpoint or pick out a time, um, your toughest moment as the Sounders coach? Well, the toughest, the toughest moments for, for a Sounder coach, for me personally, has always been after the loss after any loss. I mean, you gotta, you gotta figure out ways how to pick up your team. The messaging has to be spot on after a loss. You gotta figure out whether you gotta drive them a little bit or whether you gotta say, no, that was okay. You know, that moment from a coaching perspective, Lexi, it, it, you know, it's dealing with you know, world-class players that might not be starting for you. I mean, my first, my first month on the job, I had Andreas Abanschitz and Nelson Valdez. Uh, both national team players, very successful national team players, and one of them had to be on the bench. I, I couldn't play all of them. And having those conversations with those full internationals, you know, my challenges with Clint later in life, I mean, those are, those are challenging moments where you have to, you know, try and get the players to understand what you're doing. You have to be honest with them, because they will sniff out any sort of, like, any sort of bull you know, blank, uh, they'll sniff it out. So those are the real challenging moments for me, just dealing with some of these players that are, you know, such talented soccer players, but it's a team sport and there's only 11 that can play and substitutions and starting positions and lively players' livelihood, that's where it gets tough sometimes. I know you're always, uh, try I know you're always trying to get better and if you look back at 2020, obviously everybody adjusted and was flexible and learned and evolved through 2020 in, in some unprecedented type of circumstances. How do you think you changed 2020? What are you taking going forward? Hopefully we're heading in the right direction here, but what will you have learned uh, that maybe you didn't even think you were going to uh, after 2020? I, I think you said it already, a, a little bit more flexibility. You couldn't, there's no way you could be rigid. I mean, you could plan a training session and then we'd nervously wait for the results of a COVID test and you'd have to, you know, change or pivot or whatever or your team on the weekend. I mean, we had to be really flexible with, you know, all of the protocols that were in place. And I think, you know, I'm not that rigid anyway. Uh, Lexi, I, I, I'm a pretty flexible guy, but we did things that, you know, maybe some of the other coaches didn't agree with or players, it was something new. We gave them a day off because there was some mental recovery needed because of COVID in the, in the situation that this country found themselves in. So a lot of flexibility, maybe a little bit different management last year with the players, maybe not as firm, maybe more understanding, more arm around the shoulder rather than, you know, beating them with a big stick. Uh, all right, so when you think about uh, last year and you think about the world, not just the soccer world, but the world and the way that it changed and how that was you know, reflected on the things that happened both on and off the field, I got, I got a question for you because I know you, you, you think about these things. Uh, if you had a player that didn't want to participate, let's say, in you know, the, uh, the organized act or a protest or a demonstration from the club. How would you deal with that individual player? Well, uh, it, I mean, that's a, that's a really tough question. Uh, I'm glad it didn't happen to me. Uh, I would say that I'm, again, a little bit more flexible than most. I think this is a free country. I think people are free to choose, you know, the freedom of speech freedom to protest peacefully, all of those things that make our country great. 
Uh, but there is that little tinge of, okay, how does that affect the locker room if not everybody's on the same page? And, and how mm -hmm. do you kind of manage any sort of ripples that that might cause if somebody doesn't agree with someone else in the locker room? So uh, thankfully, thankfully, our locker room is tight. I mean, there's a case up here in Seattle, Manny Ellis, you know, uh, 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 a young man that his life got taken from him too, er too early. And those guys have, you know, stuck together and, you know, given support and, you know, Black Lives Matter and the LGBTQ community, all of those things. I think our club and, and certainly the players are together on that. But it's, a, but it's a great question and it's one that I haven't had to deal with yet. Uh, okay, let's, let's veer a little bit over here to uh, the, the world that I live in uh, impacts your world, uh, obviously, not you know necessarily always directly, but you 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 follow it. Um, I'm always interested when I talk to coaches and players, and I ask this question often. Uh, give me some constructive criticism from your standpoint to those of us in the American soccer media world, things that you would like to see or things that either rub you the wrong way or, or, or things that you like out well, there. Well, I mean, look, you and I have joked about my mother doesn't like you, but I respect the fact that you, you know, report what you see and you, and you say how you feel. People's opinions, you know, some people are able to, you know, okay, I'll put myself in your chair. Why did Alexi say that about the Seattle Sounders? Or why did Alexi say that maybe Brian's not a successful coach outside of Seattle? And I'll put myself in your chair and I'll say, why did he ask the question? And is it because Lexi wants to, you know, stir up the fan base? Is it because he wants to, you know, see if I react or whatever? I mean, the reason why you sportscasters do certain things, that's certainly your business. But for me, it would be more about just, okay, look, let's report the news. Let's, let's make sure that none of the underlying, you know, I'm gonna get a reaction or I'm gonna see what the fan base says. That would be the only thing for you personally. But as far as what you guys do, I totally respect what you guys do. You each have individual uh, personalities. I mean, I love listening to Taylor. Adrian, you, uh, Stu, I mean, you guys, you guys do a good job and it's your job actually to, you know, kind of entertain us and, and, and give us the facts at the right moments and, and educate some of the people that aren't soccer people. And then Lexi, maybe my biggest compliment to you is to educate some of the people that think they know everything. I mean, we, we got to work with those guys too. Well, I, I just want to say that you are you are one of the, the the good ones out there in terms of enabling us to do the job. And yes, there is a give and take. And yes, we all recognize that at times we're going to be critical, and and at times that can hurt. But you know, I think you understand what our job is, and you you always bend over backwards. And we really appreciate the fact that you give us stuff because we need content and we need to have that type of uh, communication. And it, it makes our job easier, and therefore it makes that broadcast easier. And to your point, I think it impacts in a in a better way. So thank you. It's not always the case. Let me tell you. All right, now some really really important stuff here to finish up here all right you can see my uh, my music behind here uh and actually thank you by the way to uh, you and uh and the seattle sounders i got my new Jimi hendrix uh, gear that just arrived you guys did, did a really really good job on on that one all right Jimi hendrix pearl jam or heart when we are talking about those are three bands i know they're not the only three but those are three bands that are often associated and rightfully so with the great city of seattle which one are you going well with? push heart out of the way because i was a little bit of a headbanger in my younger days i mean i love pretty heavy stuff uh, different genres, uh, you know, but I would say Pearl Jam, 
just because I know one of the members of the band, he's a great guy, uh, Stone Gossard. Uh, we, we, we love him, uh, but all along the Watchtower, I don't know if you can play that, Lexi, but that is one of, in my top three songs of all time. So there you go. Classic. Classic. Classic, for sure. Classic. Awesome. All right, I'm going to finish it up with finish it up with this. All right, you ready? Best thing that you can say about Portland? Um, that's actually getting easier. Normally, I would throw some barbs and Merritt Paulson thinking that he's going to win MLS Cup this year and all of the stuff he says. I can, I can go that route. Uh, years past, Caleb and I, you know, we had some, you know, disagreements, but, you know, we've, we've kind of bridged those. Uh, Gio's a nice guy. I mean, he came up, we played that, we played that reserve game, and, you know, he's so nice and so friendly, and, oh, Brian, thank you for the game, and this and that, because, look, we played him on a Tuesday, because it was one week prior to his Tuesday match, and so he's really thankful. So I don't have anything horrible to say, about our little brother, little brother town down south of us. I mean, I don't have anything horrible to say, but you know, that's what I got. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Brian Schmetzer, thank you so much for coming on the State of the Union podcast and, uh, and illuminating us uh, with everything. As I said before, you are uh, one of the good ones out there, and we appreciate all the help that you give us, not just, uh, not just me and at, uh, at Fox, but all of us out there, because I know uh, it's not always easy sometimes, especially, like you said, when you lose or when it's not necessarily convenient, but uh, it, you do a great job uh, doing that. I wish you all the luck in the world on the field with the, the team this year. We'll see how it goes with Seattle, and of course, off the field, I hope that you're staying safe and sane, as is everybody, and hopefully we can get up there at some point where we can scream and shout about what's going on up there uh, in the stadium. There you go. Wear your mask. Always a pleasure to have the conversation, Lexi. I love it. Thank you.